You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at Pat Sports Guy. Follow the show, Locked On Horns. A lot to get into today. We're going to talk about what Kyle Flood is doing, what Herb Hand should be doing. But first, we're going to talk about the news of the day. It seems that Steve Sarkeesian has zeroed in on his defensive coordinator. Not official yet. We're hearing Pete Kiwatowski of Washington is the name of the hour. It seems like every day we have a new name for you. Whether we're talking Pete Golding or Dan Lanning out of Georgia. There's a lot of names popping around. Jeremy Pruitt was an idea that we brought up on yesterday's show after he was fired at Tennessee. But now we're hearing about Coach K, as I'm going to say, because I don't want to murder his name every time I talk about him. You know, it's interesting about him, and, and this is the first thing I want to bring up. Only twice during his run at Washington did he, did he his defense allow more than 20 points per game. His best scoring defense came in 2017, 16.1 points per game. Oh, by the way, can he deal with Big 12 offenses? That's going to be the question. Go back and look at that series at Washington Washington State, what he did to Mike Leach's offense week in and, or every time they played. It tells you what you need to know as far as how, if he can handle the Big 12 defenses. But not only that, let's talk about the NFL draft, shall we? And we're going to get into more draft talk here in a little bit. During his time at Washington, his first and second round picks on defense, oh, mind you, in the same time frame, Texas has had none. In 2015, Danny Shelton, Marcus Peters, Shaq Thompson. 2017, Kevin King, Buda Baker, Sidney Jones. 2018, Vita Vea. 2019, Byron Murphy, Taylor Rapp. It's not one group. You had defensive linemen. You had linebackers, you had cornerbacks, you had safeties. So he knows how to develop talent, is what it looks like to me, because that's under his watch. He used to be at Boise State. Guess what? They produced NFL talent there as well. Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Orlando Skandrick, Tyrone Crawford. I mean, these are names that you'll know. These are names of guys that went into the NFL. This guy is a very well-respected defensive coordinator, and I think this would be a huge gap for Texas. Massive home run hire. He's going to be one of the top defensive coordinators, provided he comes to Texas. It was reported late last night by the football Brainiacs Texas that they zeroed in on Pete Kiwakowski and other Media outlets are now confirming that he kind of is the name to know at this point, hearing that it should happen soon. Uh, but but you have to like what you're hearing as far as, you know, talent evaluation, getting his guys in position to succeed. Obviously, his defense has played very well. 
Oh, and by the way, he gets guys in the NFL, so there's the development part. One of the big knocks has always been Texas can't get people drafted. This year, for the first time since Malcolm Brown was selected in the 2016 NFL Draft or 2015 NFL Draft, Texas is going to have a player go in the first round. It doesn't happen very often. And that's where this Kai Wachowski is going to fit in. He can kind of develop that talent. They're still going to have to identify it, but that's why you like having a Bo Davis as your defensive line coach. Really good recruiter. Right? And then you look at the secondary. and Terry Joseph, who's your passing game coordinator. Blake Gideon. Those guys are probably going to do really well. You know, and it's not just the defensive guys. Because Jeff Banks is going to help recruit on the defensive side of the ball. You have Kyle Flood, who's been a pretty good recruiter. So you get, you're you going to get the talent in. And it's going to be exciting. But this this would be a home run hire, I think. And it's kind of interesting... Because this game came, this name came out of nowhere. I mean, we've kind of been looking at SEC style guys, whether it was Golding, Lanning, uh, Pruitt, you know, Arnett. I mean, these are the names that we've been hearing more often. But then, so we kind of hear this name come out of the the West Coast area, which is not surprising considering you know where Sark came from. He spent time at Washington and USC, so you know he's familiar with these guys. It's going to be really interesting to see how this dynamic plays out. Former linebacker coach Coleman Hutzler, uh, report comes out he's going to Ole Miss. So him and seems like he's going to be running special teams. So he and, and Gideon kind of swap spots, so to speak, because Gideon was special teams at Ole Miss, and now he's back at Texas. Um, you know, Hutzler going back to the SEC where he kind of made a name for himself at Auburn, at Florida. South Carolina, um, you know, so we're, we're finally getting some instances. So it'll be interesting to see if they still hire a linebackers coach or if Katowski is going to be that linebackers coach. Uh, that remains to be seen. We're not 100% sure on that as of right now, but it's finally taking shape, which is good considering the National Signing Day is coming up on February 3rd. We're only a couple of weeks away from finalizing the class. Who are they going to go after? Who are they going to get? They've already had one addition in the transfer portal. Who else could they be looking? Are they going transfer portal? Are they looking high school recruits? We're not 100% sure at the moment. Uh, but once the staff is finalized, and we should have it finalized today, tomorrow, hopefully, then we can start focusing on where do they turn where do they look? Where do they go from here? All right, are you ready for some NFL playoff championship weekend is upon us? You want to know the best matchup? Who are you going to take? Do you take the Chiefs if Patrick Mahomes is playing, or if he's not? What about Green Bay? There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Get the NFL games, college basketball coming up. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. 
All right, now that 2020 is mercifully over, it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, NBA locks, all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right, before we get into the recruiting news, I want to talk about with Kyle Flood. Uh, Landon Hullaby has put out his top 10, no surprise. Texas is among them. Of course they are. Seeing as how his brother Jaden already plays on the team, so I'm not surprised at all. Uh, but he will be a name to keep an eye on. He's a four-star safety for the 2022 class. Speaking of the 2022 class, Kyle Flood has been busy. Uh, most recently, last night, he offered number one offensive tackle in the class, Zach Rice. Surprising. He didn't have an offer from Texas to this point. Number one offensive tackle. What has been the biggest problem with the Texas Longhorns? Offensively, offensive line development and offensive line recruiting. Who is the primary guy who's in charge of that? Oh yeah, Herb Hand. Uh, what's and, and if you've listened to the show at any amount of time, if this is your first time, thank you for listening. If you're a return listener, you know my opinions on Herb Hand. I didn't think he was a very good coach as far as developmentally... I didn't think he was a very good recruiter. And this is just signs of it. Zach Rice did not have an offer from the University of Texas. He's the number one recruit. Number one offensive tackle recruit in the country. He was recruited at the the University of Alabama by Kyle Flood. So no surprise that he was going to re-offer him, so to speak, doing this work, giving the initial Texas offer. A guy that should have been offered already. It doesn't matter if you think you got a shot at him. If you believe in the University of Texas brand, and that's well known, and you still get top-level recruits, you're still getting five-star guys interested, he should have been a guy that was on your radar. Oh, by the way, they also offered Gunnar Givens. Gunnar Givens is the number two-rated offensive tackle in the 2022 recruiting class. Another guy uh, that was recruited by Alabama. Who were his two recruiters uh, that have been assigned to him? Uh, Jeff Banks and Kyle Flood. Okay, so you have an in there. Alabama was among his top six schools. Not surprising, Alabama gets pretty much whoever they want. But it is interesting that the five-star out of Virginia was recruited by two assistants who are now at the University of Texas. But again, these are offers that should have been going out when Herb Hand was here. That's interesting. And it's almost like, I understand, you know, maybe he didn't feel like they had a shot at these guys because of how he touted, blah, 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 whatever. Offer them and allow your recruiters to do their job work with them and talk with them and and that that's the thing i don't understand is why you would put yourself at a disadvantage by not offering these guys at all that's that's crazy because you know sometimes when when you get these players and they get offers and you know big school they do well maybe he wants to play right away and if he was to sign on at texas he would get that opportunity probably relatively quickly given who that they have. They don't have all-American guys, and we might be seeing a 
combination of Andre Carrick, Jalen Garth, uh, playing the left tackle, right tackle combination. Neither guy has a lot of starting experience, so you would get to come in and battle it out with them. That was that. In, it's really interesting to me that, that they wouldn't even go this route. They they hadn't even gone this route with Herb Hand. Kyle Flood comes in immediately and offers the two best offensive tackles. There's a sense of urgency here, and you have to appreciate that. Mostly because I think, you know, they're kind of coming in behind, you know, coming in behind in the 2022 recruiting cycle because most of these schools have had a year or more to recruit these guys at the at the school that they're at. With this new staff, they might have been recruiting these guys, but now they're doing it at a different school completely. But these are the things that Herb Hand should have been doing, and a big reason why I said he had to go because the recruiting was terrible, development was tam- terrible. You know, I was talking to somebody about the recruiting last night, and they said that this was borderline criminal about the way Texas has approached offensive line recruiting and development. I don't agree. I think it's coaching malpractice, and these offers being the initial offers are exactly why I think that. Now, we can't just only speak to what was negative about Herb Hand, but we've talked about that enough. Let's talk to positive. When we talk about Samuel Cosme, uh, recently Pro Football Focus put out their 101 best players of 2020, and the only Texas Longhorn on the list was Sam Cosme. He was listed at number 33. That's That's a positive because... Obviously, under Herb Hand, you saw kind of that that rise of Cosme. Do I attribute it to only Hand? No, because everything that I've heard about Cosme is he put in the work. Off-season, you know, at home, during the pandemic, he was putting in all the work to become the player that he is, and a big reason why a lot of people were looking at him as a top-round pick, a top-15 pick in the upcoming NFL draft. You also have to look at how the offensive line played. And while there's not the development factor you're seeing and not a lot of high-end players, you got to really like the way the offensive line played as a, as a cohesive unit for most of the season. My biggest questions and my biggest things when I look at Herb Hand was the right side, but you had to like what you got out of Derek Kerstetter at center, Junior Angelau at left guard, obviously Cosme at left tackle. And then when they weren't there, when you had Andre Carrick, when you had Jake Majors, you had to like those as well. So not all negative, uh, but you know we do have Sam Cosme listed as the number 33 prospect out of the top 101 in all of college football in the 2020 season, according to Pro Football Focus. All right, but coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more NFL Draft. Now let's talk about rockauto.com. Family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They're fantastic. Whether you need to fix up your daily driver or maybe it's a project, they got everything you need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. Hey, they even got new carpet if you want to do some upholstery work inside of your vehicle. You get everything you need in a few easy clicks and it's delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. No more standing at the counter and, and listening 
to the guy at the auto parts store only tell you about the parts that they have or what they carry based on what contracts they have. You can get everything that you need, and it's always the reliably low and same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. In their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Head on over to rockauto.com. Alright, well, as you're getting ready for the championship weekend of the playoffs, I want to remind you, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, host of Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news, insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and more every weekday on the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk a little bit NFL draft. It's my favorite time of year. People that know me have followed me for years know I'm a huge NFL draft guy. So who are the top prospects? Well, we know Sam Cosme. Pro Football Focus named him the number 33 player of 2020. But it seems like Cosme has kind of been, he was an early riser when it came to NFL draft coverage throughout the year. And people have kind of talked about the other guys, such as Slater, Christian Darisol. But looking at the latest mock draft from the Draft Network, Benjamin Solak, who is a host right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NFL Draft, he said that Cosme is a forgotten man in this class with risers like Slater and Darisol. The league has always been high on Cosme. However, excited by potential of his body control, quickness at his size, Cosme not just a project. He played well over the last two years. He could start at left tackle for Reef tomorrow. If you sit him here, he may be better for it. In his recent mock draft, he has him going at number 14 to the Minnesota Vikings. I think that'd be a good fit for him. Top 15 pick, which we think he is. He would be the first Texas Longhorns offensive player to be taken in the first round since a man named Vince Young back in 2006 NFL draft. So what about Joseph Asai? He's a guy that's kind of been mocked recently. It was it was second round as the season progressed. First round. They have him in the first round here with the Titans. Said Osai can take on the clowny role, uses athleticism, physicality to cut through gaps from a two-point stance, generate disruption in the running game. Brable loves heavy-handed defenders, and Osai brings pop to contact point as well as edge setter. He needs time to grow in his pass rush, so Titans would likely bank on development from Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, to round out that disappointing pass, the round out what was a disappointing pass rush. They will bring blitz packages. Osai's experience as a zone dropper will help. Absolutely should get Osai. And it's interesting and fitting that it's the Tennessee Titans that we're talking about here. A team that is no stranger to taking former Texas Longhorns, whether it's in free agency, like a Kenny Vaccaro, or bringing in guys like Devontae Foreman. They 
have taken plenty of Texas Longhorns. You could call them University of Texas Nashville campus if you'd like. That's where they're at. Those are the top two guys. It's going to be interesting to see kind of who else gets drafted. I don't expect them to be in the first round. Maybe not second or third. We may not hear another Longhorn until the fourth round. And that's when you start talking about Sam Ellinger. That's when you start talking about Taquan Graham, Chris Brown, Caden Stearns. Those are some of the names that you'll hear towards the back end. What about Brennan Eagles? He's a guy that I think could go in in round two or three based on his upside. Not so much what he did at the college level, but I think the upside. He's got that long speed, shows good hands. He's able to get behind a defense. He has size. He's not to the level of a Colin Johnson was when he was taken. And I think where he was taken was a bit of a steal in the fact that he was so much better than where he was slotted in the draft. Going so deep in that draft. But I think a lot of that had to do with his injury history. That's where it was for him. Yeah, But for these NFL draft hopefuls, getting ready for the scouting combine, getting ready for the senior bowl, going to be a little different. Yesterday, Tom Pellicero put out a report from a, it was actually a press release uh, on the scouting combine. It's going to be a little bit different this year. No in-person workouts. According to this, with the assistance of the working group of club physicians and athletic trainers, we're developing a plan to obtain comprehensive medical information on each of the invited prospects. This plan will likely involve a combination of virtual interviews by club medical staffs, testing done at labs, medical facilities, near the invited prospect's residence. For a certain number of prospects, an in-person examination will take place at one time or more designated locations, likely in early April. Each club will be permitted to send one physician, one athletic trainer, to conduct these in-person exams, which will likely be scheduled over a two- or three-day period. Club interviews of prospects, psychological testing, and assessments will be done virtually based on schedule coordinated by Jeff Foster and his staff at the NIC. As a lead-up for the 2021 NFL Draft, invited prospects will be scheduled for media interviews with the NFL and club media and NFL-affiliated broadcast partners. Colleges will be asked to conduct virtual media availabilities with combine invitees, help promote the players, their schools, for the upcoming draft. In addition, head coaches and or general managers have typically been available to the assembled media at the Combine. We ask that you continue this important tradition virtually in 2021. One of the main takeaways here is there will be no in-person workouts, but instead, now these individual pro days have more meaning because sometimes you get Certain prospects who will work out at the Combine, they really like their numbers, they tested well, they would skip these pro days. Well, now these pro days are something important because it is essentially their Combine workouts. What is going to be interesting in this is do some of the smaller schools that maybe only have one or two guys, instead of some of these schools that have six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys, will they be involved with the larger schools in their area? Remains to be seen, but now the Pro Day in Austin is going to be huge for Cosme, 
for Caden Stearns, for Chris Brown, for Taquan Graham, for Joseph Asai, for Sam Ellinger, for Brendan Eagles. Those are going to be huge because now those workouts are essentially your combine workout. Everything else has gone virtually. Of course, last year there was a combine and then COVID-19 hit. And that changed the way they did the NFL draft. The way they changed the way they did interviews. So it, it seems like this situation, as it is, it's fluid and constantly moving and evolving and changing. That is the latest when it comes to this change. It's going to change the way we see these off-season workouts as they head towards the NFL draft. The reason why some of those bowl games have been canceled. Uh, but they're still going with the Senior Bowl. Interested to see how Sam Ellinger looks and how he works with the Miami Dolphins staff at the Senior Bowl. It's going to be interesting to watch. We'll find out more uh, about this as it moves forward. And, and we'll keep you up to date on that. But coming back tomorrow, we're going to talk a little bit more about this defensive coordinator. Uh, once it's officially announced that he is the new defensive coordinator at the University of Texas. Uh, all reports indicate that it is likely to come. Also, let's dive into some projected depth charts. What does this offense look like next year? What does this defense look like next year? We're going to break it all down right here on the Lockdown Longhorns podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. That's going to do it for me today. We'll see you tomorrow. Hook them.